Hello. Hello. I'm Justin. I'm Allison. And this is Robots on Typewriters, episode number 65. Yeah, 65. Start of a whole new uh, build to a milestone. What's the big next number? Probably 100, Ooh. right? <laughs> Not even like 75. <laughs> what, what, I mean, what 70? 75? What 75 amongst friends? Exactly. <laughs> and we are friends. Friends. <laughs> what is robots on typewriters? What is it? I'm glad I you. I'm I'm glad you asked. I'm glad I'm you. <laughs> I'm glad I'm you. Have it. I'll have it your way. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll have um, what I'm having. <laughs> yeah. What is robots on typewriters? It is a podcast where we talk about all of the fun, interesting, entertaining, creative things that people make using computers, AI, procedural generation. Randomization. Bigger computers. Bigger computers. Smaller computers. Medium computers. Old computers. New computers. Red computers. Blue computers. Yes. Yes. Um, and yes, uh, computers. Yeah. Yes, all computers. Um, and yeah, that's that's it. There's Computational else. creativity. Um, yeah, and, uh, we have two segments on this show, and the first one is our zesty hat. And for, for the second time, uh, this zesty hat actually could create a real hat. And in fact, what? it has, um... What? This is something that Justin, uh, actually sent me. It is, um, uh, it's an article about, uh, a laboratory at MIT, uh, MIT's Computer Science and Artificial Intelligence Laboratory, CSAIL, in other words. Um, they have, uh, they've investigated some methods of using AI to create knitted garments. Um, and this article talks about two different kinds of methods that they, that they used. Um, and the first one is called inverse knit. Um, and the way that what this did was, um, they compiled, <laughs> I read the sentence and it sounded like incredibly underwhelming to me, but I don't really understand what's going on. They compiled a data set of 17 different knitting instructions. <laughs> that sounds like not that many. Um, so it's like 17 patterns and yeah. then like thousands of images of that pattern in action. Oh, okay. Like, oh, okay. Okay. I understand. So there's like many, many, many. I'm a, I'm like an actual idiot. I like read this whole article and it's just like words and numbers to me. And I need somebody smarter than me to like cognate the words and <laughs> spit them back at me. Um, th so it's like thousands. I've been told at work that I'm actually pretty decent at doing just that thing. That's I think why. it's just something most people aren't great at and I for whatever reason have gotten used to finding <laughs> these things really cool having no one to talk about with them like digesting it giving it back to the person so then I can say isn't that thing that I just told you about cool and then they can be polite and say yeah <laughs> yes sweetie <laughs> exactly I, I, it's like no. telling your mom about your imaginary friends and like all the games you played and then them just being like oh that's nice well it's actually an incredibly valuable skill to me that you have um because it if if 
I would just literally never know what I was talking about. Um, if neither of us could do that, this wouldn't be a very good podcast, I it's guess. It's true. <laughs> it is true. So, like, so I understand. So it's like 17 different knitting patterns and then thousands of image examples of that knitting pattern in action. Like, like things that, like, uh, the garment knitted based on that pattern. Yeah, um, correct. And then uh, the AI algorithm. Uh, so then what it did was... Um, Based on the images, it then um, asked the AI algorithm to produce the um, knitting pattern based off of the yeah, images. Yeah, so correct? now it can show you a mitten, and you, well, the the scientist can show the algorithm a mitten, and the algorithm can say, "Oh, this was the you know that's how pattern you, number how you three. Do that. Yeah, okay. Um, and so yeah, so that's okay. And <laughs> now I understand why it's called inverse knit. Yes, because okay. that is not how a person knits. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's one thing, and then the other one that um, is is really cool is um, CAD knit, and so this is um, a situation where um, you can go into a computer program and basically design the garment um, based on. You can totally design like a custom garment, and then um, this machine will knit it for you that's probably a very dumbed down version of of what is going on here um but um i i this was this is cool because um they they were saying at the end of the article the impact of 3d knitting has the potential to be even bigger than that of 3d printing um right now design tools are holding the technology back which is why this research is so important to the future um and that was interesting to me because i didn't even think about the um bearing on like garment creating that that this is like it it is like an incredibly streamlined way of producing like an entirely customized garment that you can design, like the user can design in a computer program and then just like tell this machine to, to, uh, knit. And it's one of those things you can imagine being like incredibly, uh, ubiquitous in the future that like, you know, you'd never thought it would be that common to just like go into your computer, design like the shirt you want to wear today and then have this little machine that has become like common in your house, just like spit it out and then you wear it. Yeah, I think that's where like the the word or like the CAD in there kind of hints at what it's related to that like AutoCAD is the program people use to like, it used to be to like mock up architectural plans or to like mock up uh, something you were going to make like in a workshop or whatever. But then it became what you use to mock up what you want your 3D printer to just mm. spit out. So now you can essentially 3D print garments, uh, but all through knitting and yeah. cabinet. Yeah. And like at the moment, it's obviously very simple. Like it can only um, it. It can create like, um, like fingerless gloves, gloves yeah. a weird little bracelet. <laughs> but, yeah, but it can't do things like like sweaters are a little too much for it to handle. Well, for for one, it can only use like one kind of yarn at the moment. Like it couldn't, it can't like, you know, throw together like different colors of yarn to create a a kind of pattern like that. But um, there is a little video of it. Um, in act, like it, there's a little video that kind of illustrates like how you design things in the program and then like what it creates. And it, it shows like actual example of like a human knitted uh, garment. And then like the, uh, is that, is that what it is? Like, and then like the, yeah. the person 
you know, it shows like two examples of the person having designed that garment and then it being uh, made by the uh, made by the the, the machine. And um, there's like a little thing you, where you can like feed it an image like there's like an image of a dog and it will like it will kind of like reproduce that the like the image in um, kind of like the the dispersion of of stitches and and the and different cool. like raised and uh, not raised uh, areas in the. In uh, the in it the is pattern. only acrylic yarn. Acrylic one type yarn. of acrylic yarn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's, funny. That's what people like wearing, right? Uh huh. Um, so yeah. <laughs> That's just a cool little thing. I'm a I'm a um, recreational. I'm, I'm a social knitter. I think I might have said that before. <laughs> knit at parties or if you're drinking. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I I think this stuff is is really cool. Very cute. The social um, network. Yes. Yeah. That's what I call it. A million stitches isn't cool. You know it is cool. A billion stitches. Hmm. That's that quote too many from stitches. the social network. <laughs> it's far too many stitches. Um, well, that's that's my knitted hat again. I can't imagine I'm going to have another hat that's actually knitted sometime. That's just me saying uh, I can't imagine I'm going think... to make another hat in my life. <laughs> I see. I thought you meant you won't have another zesty hat that is knitted. I mean, I might. Because I was going to say that's fairly likely. It is likely. It's Maybe very it's easily like, um, well, like, I mean, it's it's. I would love to test out some of the Skynet stuff uh, sometime. I really should this winter. I kind of I do this weird thing where I only knit when it turns cold outside. I like mm, when can't... it's too late already. Kind of, yeah. I like I don't knit. Um, I I I don't know. It's just such a wintertime activity. Yeah, I mean, who wants to have their hands like you know wrist deep in a ball of yarn when it's <laughs> hot and sweaty outside? You know how is to that knit. how you knit? You get yeah. wrist deep into the yarn. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, that is a very good hat, and it's keeping me warm as I prepare to get out of the fridge a trashy toy that we've used before. You keep them in the fr- you keep your toys in the fridge. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The fridge is where people keep toys, right? It's where you keep your toys and your trash. Yeah, toys and trash and nothing else, because that's mm-hmm. how a fridge works. Mm-hmm. This week we're playing Balderdash. We played Balderdash uh, many moons ago, probably yeah. a few dozen episodes ago. It was and recommended I think it's time by a we listener. bring it back. Yeah, I, I wish I could remember the name of the listener who it was recommended by, because it was a, a brilliant suggestion. Yes, sure we could was find it the out person who said flotsam in their signature? Ah, uh, Okay. I, that was a question, but that's oh, all the answer well, I needed. That mm, I believe that sounds right, actually, but I I don't know. It was a while ago. Anyway, you know who you are, and we're playing and you Balderdash know what you did. again. Yep. If you're not familiar with Balderdash, it is a party game, parlor game kind of thing, where there are five different categories of uh, of kind of improv style games, like mini categories within the game uh in real balderdash those categories are obscure acronyms uh obscure movie titles major events obscure laws and obscure people and obscure words there's a bunch of things i probably said some of them twice and you have to talk about where what those initials stand for guess what they stand for guess if a movie is real or fake guess what a person did that sort of thing Uh, And that's what we do in Robots on Typewriters Balderdash, except all of the things within the game are made up by our many different forms of randomization or neural net 
type language models. So I have the randomlist.org chooser for both of us. We have those five categories, and I will explain the rules to each as they come up. But we have randomlist.org, which will tell us which category each person got. So we'll take turns going back and forth, rolling the chooser, and then giving each other the category. So what did you get? I got movie. All right. You will have to give the plot in the movie category of a movie that is either real and collected from the list of all movies that were covered in Mystery Science Theater 3000 or made by a botnet keyboard that has all of those same movies in there. Okay, so I I just pick one, right? I, so it, I will give you a movie. Or you do it. I'm, I'm oh, either okay. giving you a, I'm finding either a real one or making one. For you I get to, okay. uh, for you to tell me the plot of, and then you just tell me the plot oh, of it. Okay, okay, I get it. And then you can also guess if the movie's real or fake as a bonus. Tight. So your Tight. movie is Mixed Moon Men. <laughs> okay, Mixed Moon Men. So I think this is probably like a. Um, as I want to do, I'm going to reference something that I literally know nothing about, but I'm going to reference it based on what my impression of the thing is. I think this is like a Steel Magnolias kind of situation. All right. I is also don't know Steel Magnolias, so tell me about cool. it. I'm under the impression that it's like a bunch of Southern women and there's a hair salon, and it's like they hang out in the hair salon. Up until I... <laughs> so the Southern women part is the only part I... No is true. The rest of that, I'll take your word. <laughs> I'm going to fact check for five seconds. Um, yep, uh, there's a bunch of... Wi- fixes the women's hair. Yep, okay. That's all I need to know. Um, so, <laughs> I'm, um, I'm, so mixed moon men, I'm getting the idea that it's kind of this like... It's like all of these these men and they live on the moon and they're all, you know, they all have their own kind of lives and stuff and they all work in a bar and they're kind of like, the, it's like, you know. They all, all have their, like a like, stereotypical dr- moon accent. Uh-huh, yeah. And they like, it's it's just, you know, about all them and, and their lives and their goings on in this bar that they, that they spend most of their time in and all of their aspirations for life and how they, they wish, that, like, you know, they always feel like there could be something more more out there and it's kind of this commentary on how like you know we here on earth we always think that there's gonna be something better out there you know and and we you know we we aspire to go to the moon but then you know the men on the moon they aspire to go somewhere else they aspire to go even further and we're never gonna be (laughs) to a tiny southern hair salon (laughs) yeah yeah on a venus or something yeah I think uh the, imagine if the south of a whole planet was just exactly like the American South, like the entire southern hemisphere. <laughs> yeah, what if Venus it's just a just... southern hemisphere thing? Like what if like Australians are like that, Brazilians, you know. What if they are? Uh, yeah, I don't yeah, we don't know anything about them. Yeah, they might be. They might be just like Southern America. All right, yeah, I would I think be. I would watch Mixed Moon Man. It sounds like a I would. a chick flick but for guys. Like it sounds like a genre that people are that guys secretly want but don't yeah. want to admit. Like they just want guys exactly. being bros and like admitting that they want something else. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh do you think that was real or do you think that was Botnik? <sighs> 
I gotta say, I think it was Botnik. Yeah, it was Botnik, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. I'm not yeah, a pr- I'm not ashamed of it. I was gonna say I'm not a proud of it. <laughs> that's a quote from Mixed Moon Men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe Steel Magnolias, I don't know. Alright, I'm gonna roll the chooser. And I got initials. So initials. you please hit the random list button for me. Uh the under okay. initials. This is a game we used to call in a Ooh. long lost life TBNL, where you have to oh, give in yes. four letters, uh tell me what the initials stand for. Yes. Okay. So I have got D-L-A-I. D-L-A-I. Uh, well, that's actually a lab that I work oh. with. That's the Deep Learning Artificial <laughs> Intelligence Lab. Oh, I was going to say it was the Down Low Artificial Intelligence Lab. Yeah, keep this on the D-L-A-I. That's uh, when you're secretly... <laughs> Down Low AI. When you're secretly having sex with robots, but you don't want your family to know <laughs> about it. D-L-A-I. You, you don't want your lab to know about it. <laughs> And they're always like, man, someone was definitely in the lab over the weekend. The robots are in some weird positions. You're like, haha, wow, creepy. I was working in the lab late one night. Oh, no. <laughs> That's what that song's about, isn't it? That guy's fucking monsters. Yeah, maybe. Um, if AI doesn't stand for artificial intelligence, it could also stand for actual iguanas actually deeply loving actual iguanas that yeah that's a society <laughs> for people that want to legalize iguana marriage <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah one day one, one day. day i mean adam and steve not adam and the snake not adam and ziggy is that your fucking <laughs> yeah. parents iguana snake <laughs> adam and hot eggs <laughs> <laughs> Tossed Adam, Adam and hot eggs. <laughs> uh, very good. All right, why don't you hit the chooser? Roll the dice. Porson. 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 For the person category, I will hit the random button on Wikipedia until I get a person, and then you have to tell me what mm. that person is known for. Okay, okay. You got Khalid Radwan. Okay, Khalid Radwan. You can ask is... me some simple questions if you want. Okay, is you can ask me three questions box. and then you have to tell me why this person is famous. Okay, um, are they are they a sportsman? Am I allowed to? Ask yes, that? a sportsman. I don't know. Okay, um, is it a sport that is not popular in the United States? No, it is not a sport that's not popular in the United States. (laughs) Oh, okay. Have you ever heard of this fellow? No. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I think, I was going to say I thought this guy might be a cricket player, but um, I think he is a... Um, God, I literally just have, I, I just need a, to pick a sport. I just need like a random sports generator in my head. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say he's a football player. Soccer, you mean? Yes, I do mean that. Yeah? You want to tell me anything about him? Uh, what, what else do I got to know? What position do you um, think he plays? You think I fucking know what a single position in soccer is? I know you know at least goalie. 
There is at least, is he a goalie? Nope. Okay. <laughs> that- <laughs> he, t- to me, there's goalies and kickers. <laughs> he is a kicker. Okay. There's the people who kick the ball with their feet and the ones who try to stop it with their the hands. The ones who kick it with their hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, is, is, is he from the United States? Nope. Okay. Wait. <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> I thought you were the one that's supposed to. <laughs> uh, Khaled Radwan is a Qatari Syrian footballer currently playing for Al Khor on loan from Al Duhail. He is the son of former Syrian football player Radwan Shikasan. Okay. Well, well, I'm actually shocked I got the right sport. I guess yeah. a lot of people play You nailed football. it. Okay. All right. I'm going to roll that chooser. And tell you what I got. I got laws. So previously, previously on this program, laws was a category in which one person would write half of the law on a botnik keyboard trait that has uh, as its data set the entire legal code of the town we grew up in. And then the (laughs) other person would write the second half. This week we can... uh, Either do it that way, or we can use Transformers. I think okay. we should use Transformers. I think we should always use Transformers. Okay, um, good. I mean, not so, always. Since I rolled laws, I will write the first half of a law, and then I will give it to Max Wolf's tool for using uh, GPT-2 and make it uh, finish the law for me. So give me just a second to write. Okay. The city may have the power to sidgewalk the street, sidewalks, lots, or driveway. Sidgewalk? What, what is sidgewalking? Oh, hold on. May sidgewalk the street, sidewalks, lot, driveway, and or sidewalk within okay. the boundaries of a development. Or okay, there's lots of those. Or the design zone, provided that said development or design zone, does not require invasive building work. Wow. Where is the design zone? What's the design zone? Oh, that's a that's this cool new downtown area where, like, people can come and make their own, like, creative projects. And, uh, wow. Yeah, Linwood's changed a lot since you moved. Wow. It sounds like it. The desi- um, but the city may have the power to sidgewalk the street there. Yeah. Can we can we return to that uh, sidgewalking? This also is something I'm unfamiliar with. Um, uh, would you like me to use it in a sentence? Please, yeah. Hey, I'm sidgewalking <laughs> here. Oh, thank you. Okay, that clears it up for me real good. Um, sidgewalking, is, yeah, I, um, I got to assume that's like, I'm imagining it being something like, I don't know. I'm just imagining like city employee with like a one of those like spray paint gun things that you like spray paint lines on the ground with. I don't know why. That's, okay, but but that's what's happening in my head. When so I you're saying the city has the power to go anywhere in the city, including the design zone, and do like make new zone. make new lines on the streets and sidewalks yeah. and stuff. Honestly, especially the design zone. I can't. I'm. I'm. I'm surprised that the, that that's made it into the code already. Um, All I can but, say is I'm yeah. really hoping that the design zone design zine comes out soon. Mm, I can't wait for that. You're gonna have to have your mom send me a copy or something. Yeah, I will. Thanks. 
All right. I think it's your turn to roll. Okay. I hope you get a law because I would love to give more of these to Transformer now that it's ready. We did this last time too, where the laws were the most fun. The laws are super fun. Uh, I got another movie, but that was, uh, wait, did I get person before? You just had Khaled, whatever is Uh, fuck. You want a movie? I'll give you a movie. You want a movie? I'll give you a fucking movie. Yeah, give me a movie. Your movie is Samson versus the Vampire Women. Okay. Um, now this was a uh, this was a one in a massive franchise. Do you remember the Samson franchise? Yep. Yeah. Um, and so it was this weird kind of like. Um, I think originally it was meant like the first kind of Samson movies were pretty, pretty tame and and they they were supposed to be kind of for like uh, religious education purposes. They were it was this like, you know, supposed to be this fun way to tell kids stories about, um, you know, these biblical stories like Samson and Delilah and Samson was like the protagonist. and They made him this kind of like cool Hercules kind of figure um, but then just shit really went off the rails and it was a kind of monster of the week scenario and um, the the uh, I don't know who got their hands on this franchise but it was somebody who was really all up in arms about like you know do not like absolutely no occult shit that is not what we do here in God's country <laughs> and, yes on um, God's country yeah, and so uh, there was like you know, it was like Samson and the Ouija board, and it and Samson and the the g- ghost, <laughs> and, yep. and Samson and the Dreamcatcher, mm, Samson and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, and. Um, and uh yeah and then there was uh samson and the vampire women was that what it's called yep yeah that was a really late one honestly i think it might have even been the last one and it was just the like it was you know these vampire women were like these these terrible temptresses and samson overcame their wiles and did not um you know resisted their temptations and uh it was it's a pretty shitty movie but uh it's a wild franchise all right. Uh, would you like to guess if this is real or fake? I think it's probably real. This is real. I've seen this movie. Are you Mystery Science kidding? Theater version oh, of it. Oh, 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 um, oh, oh, oh okay. You weren't entirely wrong. One really? thing you left out that one might have thought was notable mm-hmm. is that Samson is a masked luchador wrestler. Uh-huh. In the later, in the later movies, and in the, the earlier they- ones, so this was like a Mexican fifties <laughs> uh, and sixties movie franchise where it was a monster of the week thing to oh. promote this wrestler Santo. So oh Santo would beat like monsters in various movies. In this oh one, my God. he uh, he was called by his friend the professor to help. <sighs> Because his daughter was like acting weird and then was kidnapped the night before her 21st birthday. And Santo, a.k.a. Samson, had to, uh, you know, fight the vampire women and save the professor's daughter. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yep. Very good. I would recommend it. (laughs) Sounds like it. I would recommend the Mystery Science Theater. Oh, (laughs) I got person. Okay. Let me get you a person. Mr. Person Man, bring me a person. 
<laughs> Make him ew. a person. You say ew. ew. <laughs> yeah, because the first page that popped up is for the this this big old bug known as the yodeling cicada. <laughs> He's awful looking. Very weird. Okay, we got David Dinsmore. David Dinsmore. Hold on, I you know I it? definitely know this name. Okay. David Dinsmore. I I have three guesses to figure out. I mean, three questions to figure out who this is. Mm. David Dinsmore. Is this person American? Mm-mm. All right. So they're definitely, I was 50-50 on whether this was like an old timey like actor or something, or if this was a current British person. David Dinsmore. Is he in academia? Uh, no. British, non-academic, maybe not even British. David Dinsmore. Um, was he involved in a crime? I don't think so. No, no. David Dinsmore. Oh, God. Why is his name so familiar? Okay. Well, I asked my three questions. <laughs> so David <Wait>. Dins. <laughs> what? I mean, okay. He, he wasn't involved in a crime per se, but what I'm getting is he did some shit. <laughs> He 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 was involved in a crime that was not charged, or what? Um, I, I uh, do you, okay. You go ahead. Guess what? He's not a great guy, but um, no crime per se. I don't think. I want to say he's like David Dinsmore brought Scientology to England. <laughs> um, no. He was known best for also kidnapping his wife, uh, <laughs> like the Miscavige guy. Uh, no. Um, he was a Scottish is he's alive, <laughs> a Scottish newspaper executive, and former editor of the Sun. Um, uh, in December 2014, Dinsmore, Dinsmore was named Sexist of the Year by End Violence Against Women. <laughs> so uh, he, he faced criticism as a result of the growing support for the No More Page 3 campaign, which challenged the appropriateness of bare breasts in the family newspaper. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what he did. Um, hmm. Sexist of the Year, 2014. Yeah, I I dimly recall I dimsmorely recall his name now. <laughs> yep, that's him. Oh, I I did just notice that at the top of the page uh, there's a disambiguation for the American diver. See David Dinsmore diver. Ah, uh, I was caught between those two. <laughs> yeah, I thought you might be. That's got to um, be weird. Being an American diver had a bronze medal at the World Championships and uh, lost out on being the most famous person by his name to the sexist of the year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. What? He was third place in the diving behind David Budia and Steele Johnson? <laughs> Fake. Wow. Imagine being someone who's famous for often being almost entirely naked, being named Steele Johnson and not being a porn actor. Unbelievable. <laughs> all right. Please okay. roll again. I got a word. All right, worm. Um, worm. The word category is another game we <laughs> played before. This category is the Scripts National Spelling Bee. Mm. I have trained TextGen RNN on a bunch of balderdash obscure worms. And 
I will give you one of these worms. You have to spell it and then also give me a definition. Okay. Hit me with a worm. Hit me with your best worm. <laughs> oh, this one's perfectly appropriate. At temperature okay. 1.0, I got Goog Worm. Goog Worm. Oh, uh, oh. Goog Worm. Okay. Uh, what are the, uh, can you please use it in a sentence? Uh, keep your bings close and your goog warum. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, how about a, uh, how about a language of origin? Um, <laughs> I'm guessing Google was written in, like, C. Okay, cool. Uh, all right, Goog Worm. I am gonna say G O O G W O R U M A R U M. Oh man, I guess your your sentence was actually a very good hint. Um, I okay, did as best and, as I could. And a Goog Worm is a um. <laughs> It is, it's, it's kind of exactly what it sounds. It's, um, it's actually kind of an outdated term because our computers are so much, um, warmer, so much much better now. It was the kind of phenomenon described, um, by early adopters of Google when they would just be furiously Googling, like Googling throughout the night, just Googling, 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 and their computers would overheat, and um, they would be like, yeah, oh, it's getting real Goog warm over here. Yes. (laughs) Hey, most of Google is implemented in C. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Yeah, nope, yeah, when you, exactly, when you have too many Chrome tabs open, your computer Mm -hmm. will get Goog warm, warm, and then it'll combat that by getting Goog loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Goog loud. Yep. Incredibly goog warm and also incredibly goog loud. Yeah. Oh yes, I got another law, baby. Hell yeah. Baby. Baby. Oh, I like how this is starting so far. Future paintings and sidewalks must. Ooh, okay. <laughs> okay. I always found it strange how those things were grouped together in our town. Yeah, future pa- paintings of the future, but also mm-hmm. paintings future in the sidewalks. future. Future paintings and sidewalks must be designed as pedestrian walkways along shoulders <laughs> parallel with the side existing from the street line. A, no two streets shall be the same. <laughs> After completion of each stop sign for a distance of 100 feet, a reasonably formed... Uh, yeah, that is, that is something that is unique about our town. No, no two streets are exactly the same. You know, a lot of shitty suburban, suburban towns in this country that that every street, so there's some streets that are exact replicas of each other. It's not like the houses are exactly the same. people are clones. Yeah, the same people live in those houses. It's named the same thing. It's like, yeah, the the man will come home from work and say like, oh, I've just got to go back into the office for a few hours and go to his other family. But also his wife and kids will go to that house too because they (laughs) all have a second life there. Yeah, it's They all have a second life account. They all all play second life in one house and the other... (laughs) They fucking nerds <laughs> um 
And uh, yeah, but um, I also, I, I gotta say, I'm glad to have gotten out of Linwood before the time when they started um, really policing paintings and um, making, uh, requiring that they all be, uh, what was it? Uh, they have pedestrian that- walkways. Yeah, they all be yeah. pedestrian walkways. Yeah, that's... Um, that's really prohibitive. Um, it sucks and I, for like a kid. If like a little kid likes yeah. making art or like likes finger painting, they have to go out onto the street and paint on the ground yeah. in an area that's a pedestrian walkway. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I mean, it sucks for the kid. It totally limits creativity. And it's also just a massive hassle for anybody trying to walk by. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, I, yeah, I really am not a big fan of that. Um, and I don't like the censorship of it one bit. Do not so, like where that's heading. I generated five samples and I think I read not the funniest one. Let me read a oh. different one. Okay. Uh, Future paintings and sidewalks must be clean, sanitary, safe, sanitary, free of paint, must have (laughs) free-flowing water, and must be built to last for a period of one year. Streets in and around the Westfield District must also have an outdoor bicycle path. The Westfield District? Where is that? (laughs) Just south of the design zone. It's just a little bit west of, like, the Northfield border. The Westfield District. Northfield, Westfield, Southfield. <laughs> That's what they call Summers Point, the Southfield. And Linwood is Centerfield. Yeah, Westfield is me. like uh, the, I don't even know. The Bay? Oh no, yeah. what's west no. of Northfield? EHT? Uh, yeah, that's Westfield. Yeah, the, the, the Bay is, is Eastfield. Of course. <laughs> Yep. Um, I like that paintings must be free of paint. I I I don't like that at all. That's I mean, I guess it does kind of actually what this has just conjured to mind is that that horrible haunting Jean-Luc Picard that we had to do with condiments <laughs> for Gishwitz. Now that painting was indeed free of paint. Oh, it was free of paint, all right. Free of charge. Full of a lot of other shit. <laughs> um, Demons. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what happened in Linwood that there has been so much um, policing of, of the way uh, the way we do art these yeah, days. Yeah, we need to go back and teach them how to have fun. Yeah. Art. We need- foot art. Put <laughs> on your foot art. Uh, yeah, yep. Foot art. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it in a shopping cart. Uh, paint I want with feet. Come on now, paint with your feet. <laughs> we did a full loose thing the last time we did the laws. I just remember. I feel like it just it writes itself whenever it really there's does. overly restrictive laws. Oh, I love the law. <laughs> the law. We did this last time too, but if you just want to hit chooser until you get a law, that's I obviously do. the best yeah. category. So hit that button at keyboard. Give me the first half of a law, and then just send it to me, and I'll give it to the uh, the pre-trained. Uh, okay. How about any cat or dog shall remain held by? Uh, that's cute. <laughs> Any cat or dog shall remain held by a police officer on the same line as that dog. The owner or custodian of any cat or dog shall be responsible for keeping the cats or dogs in a safe and sanitary condition. 
Um, yeah, this is really wacky. I think I actually kind of like the, um, the, the, like, subtle, like, anti-police, uh, uh, it's like this kind of, like, overthrowing the cops from the inside that you, like, you gotta make sure they're always holding a cat or dog. I thought of it as the other. I thought of it from the other direction. I thought this was the police like starting to take over the law in Linwood, saying that you know any cat or dog shall remain held by a police officer. So like, I I guess that means all the time. But it's yeah, you know, the owner has to keep the cat or dog safe and clean. The cop just wants to hold your dog, and now they made a law (laughs) that said like, oh, sorry, you gotta let. And it's like on the same line. So I'm taking that as like on the same street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we don't have so, like metro lines or something. Right, yeah. Um so like is this the kind of, like do they need a like do they need a they don't even need a warrant to come and like hold your dog. You they gotta just, tell they, me if you're holding my dog. Yeah. <laughs> That's entrapment. Yeah, they just show up. And um yeah, it's a big invasion of privacy, but I also I mean like I I don't have an also. I really sounded like I did, but That's I That's a big invasion of privacy, ain't it? <laughs> yeah um yeah so that the cops are just yeah they just have been knocking on doors holding cats holding dogs um hide your cats hide your dogs yeah uh here's another one from the same uh batch mm-hmm. any cat or dog shall remain held by the owner applicant or countermeasurman if he follows <laughs> the provisions thereof um what is a countermeasurman that's like someone who like if you try to do something he tries to do the opposite oh oh i i briefly thought it might be like a highly specialized uh contracting job where like if you're trying to redo your kitchen you got to come in and get you got to bring a (laughs) counter measurement in oh yeah it's a union job too you can't just have like your carpenter measure the countertop right right like sorry lady i can't i'm not a counter measurement it's a certified post yeah um, I mean, they're, they're, it's kind of it's confusing because they're it's both those things, but there's there's just they use the same word for both. Yes. So just like a professional, um, professional contrarian. Yeah, a and, lot of people. Yeah, people keep going to get a four year degree when really you should be an apprentice countermeasurement because there's not <laughs> enough of them, and they yeah. they have so many job opportunities because yeah. for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction. Yeah, yeah, that it, yeah, it's it's um. We really need them. We, we need them out there. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to, uh, you know, fry up an egg. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to freeze this live chicken. <laughs> I'm going to hold this cat. Yeah, I'm going to put down this dog. <laughs> I'm going to put my left foot in. Oh, yeah. I'm going to take my left foot out. <laughs> You're going to shake it all about. I'm going to stand still. <laughs> I'm going to Charlie Brown. <laughs> I'm going to go to work. <laughs> Uh, counter measurement. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, or, or counter measure women. Yeah. Oh my God. Counter counter measure people. Counter measure people. Yeah. Counter measure folk. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Our town is real wacky. Yep. That's <laughs> that's the conclusion of this podcast. <laughs> Yep, that was Balderdash. Every yeah. time we play this game, we realize that the laws are the most fun. So I think one week we should just, we should do, just laws. do laws. Really? Yeah, they're so good. Um, uh, let me run through how each of those games were played once more. So the chooser was made by a random list.org list of uh, our categories. 
The words game was made using a real list of balderdash words and text gen RNN, a neural net that can make character level text when you train it on a text of your choosing. That's a tool made by Max Wolf, correct? Yeah. 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 I Max Wolf is just in all over all this over. game. This should be called Balder Wolf. <laughs> it uh, should be called Foot <laughs> Foot Wolf. I love that podcast network. <laughs> uh, the people game was made using the random button on Wikipedia. Just keep hitting it until you get a person. The initials game was randomlist.com with all of the letters of the alphabet. The movie game was made using a real list of Mystery Science Theater 3000 movies and Botnik, a site where you can make predictive keyboards based on a text of your choosing. You can find that at botnik.org. And the Laws game was made using our own hometown's actual legal code, mm-hmm. a Botnik keyboard, and GPT-2, a transformer-based language model, and some uh, nice code written to modify GPT-2 and use it for your own uh, your own texts, also made by Max Wolf. So you can go to Max Wolf's page on GitHub to use the tools he made. You can go to Robots on Typewriters page on GitHub to get our data sets or to use um, the TextGen RNN functions that I used for this game. They're all right there. And yeah, you can check out all this stuff in those places. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, like we said, this, uh, this game was actually submitted to us by email, um, by a listener, which was great, and we love hearing from anybody, (laughs) just anybody, um, we're so lonely, um, (laughs) just, um, so if you would like to, if you have any kind of suggestion for something that we could do on the podcast, or something you want us to talk about, a zesty hat, or a trashy toy, we, we would love to hear from you, we would love to hear from you in general, you don't have to have something to suggest to us, but you can email us at robots at backcamp.org, or you could chat to us on you can uh, t- chat with us on twitter we're at robot typewriter um and uh, we live on a website called backcamp and our theme song is video challenge by Anamanaguchi. give me them laws the association banquet for hindu and buddhist sainthood held its first ever and only jubilee celebration of the oh, annual pra what is this trained on the laws whatever they <laughs> The Association for Banquet of Hindu and Buddhist Sainthood held its first ever and only jubilee celebration of the annual Pranayama at Lee Principal School at 8 o'clock noon, Monday through Thursday, from December 1st, 1998 through March. (laughs) Lee Principal School, is that what that was? Yep. Oh, I have such memories of Lee Principal School. Get there every morning at 8 o'clock noon. Stay there every night until 5 o'clock noon. Until March. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. Um, Or I could rub my contacts straight out of my eye. Does that sound fun instead? That is the other way in Balderdash to pick what to do. Me, why? These contacts are brand new. I just got them out of their little, like, resting pods this morning. Is that what you call your eyes? (laughs) Yeah, my I mean, I'm not on like a super my my time is very up to me. How liberating in the 21st century. <laughs> I'm not on a super. My time is up to me. What? I'm not on a super. That's what it sounded like you said. You were like, I'm not on a super. Oh. My time is up to me. <laughs> I just didn't finish.
I was saying I'm not on a super like. Are you on a super? I'm not on a. I'm not. Stop saying I'm on a super. I'm not on a super. I think you're on a super. I'm not on a super. <laughs> a super sounds like I'm. I'm now I'm hearing it as S O U P E R. <laughs> so like, it's like a, a super is like a soup. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I can stop whenever I want. I'm not on a super. <laughs> I can stop eating soup whenever I want. <laughs> I just don't want to stop eating soup. It's good for your soul. <laughs> I'm not it's... drinking soup. I'm eating it like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs>